So I went down to the record store. Um, again, my Canadian listeners are going to be happy because I'm going to mention an iconic Canadian record chain that doesn't exist anymore called Sam the Record Man. And so I went down to Sam's and I mean, I used to, when I was in my 20s, Jesse, I spent every, I wasted a lifetime of hours in record stores, <laughs> looking through, looking through the stacks, looking through, looking through the CDs, looking to find new artists. What's this? Who's this? What's on sale? And I found, uh, I found the album Stolen Moments mm-hmm. and it saw the song Bring Back Your Love to Me. And I just said, I'm going to punk down my $18 and I'm going to buy it. And I kind of fell in love with it right away. And then from there, it was a question of reading up about Bring the Family and trying to find information about the other albums. And, you know, I went from one to the next to the next. And then before I knew it, I was like this full-blown fan, you know? Welcome to John Hyamon, where we get off the Bruce Springsteen train and we get in the back of a pickup truck and head to Hyatt Town. We will be talking all about John Hyatt, the singer-songwriter from Indiana, who is better known as a songwriter than he is a performer. But we're about to change your mind. And hopefully, if you're a longtime fan of John's music or a newbie, you enjoy our discussions. So once again, welcome to John Hyatt Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me is a friend I made via this program, and we have become long-distance friends. Uh, Skip from the Skip and Josh podcast is joining me. We are doing a John Hyatt episode, but... If you, I don't know if you remember, Skip, the last time we recorded, like we went over two hours. Oh, yeah. Great. That was the first, that was the first time we recorded. We, yeah, we talked forever. We and did. Then for, and then you, you actually broke it up into two episodes, right? I think like I part did, one yeah. and part two. And then I was so honored because you released part one to your Patreon members. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, look, I'm like some kind of star. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And, then we, uh, yeah. and then we actually did a cross. We did an episode with my co-host, Josh, where we did yeah. our cover songs. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our, my, our, my third time talking to you, although it feels like, like you said, we're long distance friends. And yeah, we are. We are. We interact good. so much on Twitter and just yes. via email. And yeah, I really do. appreciate like I really, really appreciate like your listenership of our show. <laughs> like, I, I don't know yeah. how to say it, but like I, I really appreciate your support of our show. I think it's it's just tremendous. And so, yeah, I was power, telling of, him. power of podcasters on the Internet. You know? Absolutely. I love this. And, you yeah. know, and and it's the beauty of, you know, um, a Dallas Cowboy and a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle fan can be friends. It's possible. <laughs> it yes, it's possible. possible. Yeah. I, I was going to wear my Eagles hat. I had it already. <laughs> oh, that's and, greatness. And I said, no, I'm going to put my Montreal Expos in case anybody sees this. If you post stuff on YouTube, I'll, yeah, we will. I'll, I'll, I'll represent Canada more than than, you know, Philadelphia. Yeah. You have enough yeah. Eagles fans on your show, right? So. We do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we are going to be talking about John Hyatt. This is one of our John Hyatt month episodes. But um, Skip, we found each other because Skip is a 
passionate Springsteen fan. And as we're recording this, it's August 4th. We are still in the brouhaha of, you know, ticket gate 2022, uh, you know, dynamic pricing. Uh, So um, first off, do you have tickets for the upcoming tour? I do. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I, um, well, I mean, as you know, there's no Canadian dates. So I looked at the the list very carefully. Um, Albany, New York is the natural choice for people from Montreal, but um, I didn't go for that one. Um, I, I, I I don't know if it was the same for you. I was able to put down like choices to to try to get the verified code. So I put a few choices and my first choice was Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And I got the code for Newark, New Jersey and um, logged in last, uh, I forget what day it was, Saturday morning, Friday morning? Yeah. Friday morning. And um, I got the tickets almost right away. The, the process was seamless. It was, I was in and out in 15 minutes with the tickets. Um, did I overpay? No, I didn't pay $5,000 a ticket like people are screenshotting. Yeah. And like I just told you off air, I think the $5,000 screenshots are just screenshots. I don't think anybody's paying that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you had what, 20 people on your episode recently talking yeah. about the tickets and everybody paid 150, 200, you know, yeah. to some, you know, like, yeah. yes, it's expensive. Like I, I messaged you separately. Like for me, yeah. I don't think the dynamic pricing was an issue. I think the service charge that Ticketmaster charges is is criminal. It's yeah, it's it absolutely is. obscene. Right. Um, but that's the cost of seeing a legend. Like, I don't yeah. want to like, you know, that's I mean, I went in with around how much I wanted to pay and that's how much I wanted to pay. Like you said, yeah, you go in there saying the ticket I want, the price I want. Yeah. How, you You weigh like, can I afford it? How yeah. much is it worth to me? And I went for it. And me and my wife will make a weekend in new york out of it and uh hopefully we'll have a good time <laughs> yeah we're excited um it, it, i i told the story a couple of times but i don't know if i've told it on the podcast um he's in dallas on february 10th which is mm-hmm. my son chris's birthday and we usually like we'll go to a maverick game around that to celebrate mm-hmm. and uh so um instead we're going to see bruce and my oh, wife better. linda goes well what if Chris doesn't want to go see Bruce for his birthday. I'm like, one, he does. Two, it doesn't matter. I was right? going to say, too bad. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Yeah. Uh, I, Chris did call me and he said the best line. In fact, he's hearing me now as we record this. The best line was the guy whose wife said, why did you buy two tickets for a show? And the guy said, because I didn't get three. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. It. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got three tickets for there. Uh, my wife and Chris and I are all going. Um, I'm going to Houston by myself. I'm hoping to get an Austin ticket. I'm sure I will sooner or later as we get closer. And then we're doing the same thing. We're going to take a little weekend. Tulsa's on Tuesday night. So we're going to drive up Sunday. Uh, We didn't get to see all of the Woody Guthrie Museum when we went this past summer. We're going to do a tour of the Woody Guthrie Museum. There's that uh, Black Wall Street Museum and Mm -hmm. the Tulsa Volker. We're going to go see that. And then we'll go to the Tulsa show together as a family and come back to Dallas on Wednesday. So we're going to kind of do a little mini vacation out of it. So and my tickets were all around 170. Now, they're the upper level. Yeah. And and I, I also think that. 
and, and this is a safe place because this is where I got a lot of crap from people <laughs> on social media is I went in not having to have a pit ticket or a low level ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get me in the building. I'm happy. Yeah, I had and the same. I, I had the same yeah. feeling. I was even prepared not to buy tickets, period, if they were too yeah. much. You right. Know? I wasn't going to start going crazy. First of all, once it gets converted to Canadian dollars, I don't need to yeah. tell you like how much oh, I'm yeah, paying. Imagine. So I'm yeah. paying even more. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be dates added. There has to right. be, right? Yeah. I mean, Los Angeles, Chicago, are not even on this, yeah. this list, right? So, and I mean, in Canada, we're hoping for some Canadian dates. He doesn't always come to Montreal. Montreal's yeah. been a city that he's passed, but Toronto is definitely, yeah. Uh, it's like I, he's going to come to Toronto if he comes to Canada. So, I mean, if he adds some Canadian dates, I think I'll try to get in on those. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I thought, too, though. I will. Um, I was told by multiple people that hopefully he won't go to Jerry World because <laughs> I had people that said that is the absolutely worst right. concert venue ever that well, you literally cannot hear the music. Generally, most of those big stadiums are like that. And Jerry yeah. World's probably just it's that yeah. much bigger. And it's just. Yeah. 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 Now, what Chris and I were amazed at is when we went to the MetLife, you know, yeah. for that tour, Chris was first off great popcorn. He said the popcorn was great. Okay. Seeing all the little uh, Snoopy and Charlie Brown things. And he said, how can the sound be that good in an outdoor arena but it really was there at you know met yeah so even though it was the home of the giants you know (laughs) we we can't we can't have everything we can't have everything yes uh so yeah well i i i appreciate the support i'm excited um i hope winnipeg gets a uh stop because of uh there's this uh there's a fan right this lady on uh twitter that has been pushing for bruce to come to winnipeg for oh my years God. yeah and so i would i would if i see a winnipeg stop i will be so thrilled for her i would say 50 50 right now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah so well that's good all right um <clears throat> let's start out sure let's whip over to uh john hyatt sure. we're gonna talk about uh bring the family but before we get to specifics talk about your background of john hyatt skip Oh, my background of John Hyatt and how you found them and maybe a little bit of summary. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I found him sort of by accident. Um, so it was like 90. It had to have been 91. I was trying to think of what year it was, okay. and it had to have been 91 because I looked, thought back of like where I was in my life and was I dating my wife yet? <laughs> like mm-hmm. Different yeah. things like this. So we don't have uh, MTV here in Canada. Okay. No, but we have something else called much music. So all your Canadian listeners right now are like, skip said much music. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was watching one day and I saw a music video for this song called bring back your love to me. And I was like, what a song, (laughs) you know, I was like, what a song. And then I had to wait to the end of the video for the little thingy to come on where it says the name of the song and the artist, because I had no idea who it was. And I saw John Hyatt and I said, the name seems familiar, but like, I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah. So. um, So what did I do? You know, I went to like my uh, I went to my reference material. We didn't have the Internet back in 1991, not in the same way we do now. 
And um, I mentioned this last time I was on with you. So like my music Bibles are the Rolling Stone magazine special editions, <laughs> right? <laughs> top, <laughs> top 500 albums of all time. Top 100, yeah. you know, like all, I have all those, right? Yeah. So I, I said, I'm pretty sure I saw something about John Hyatt in these, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went back to the, into those and sure enough, Bring the Family is, is in those lists right okay. because it's such a critically acclaimed album which we're about to talk about right so i went down to the record store um again my canadian listeners are going to be happy because i'm going to mention an iconic canadian record chain that doesn't exist anymore called sam the record man all right <laughs> and so i went down to sam's and i mean i used to when i was in my 20s jesse i spent every i wasted a lifetime of hours in record stores yeah <laughs> like, looking through looking through the stacks looking through looking through the cds looking to find new artists what's this who's this what's on sale and i found uh i found the album stolen moments mm -hmm. and it saw the song bring back your love to me and i just said i'm gonna plunk down my 18 dollars and i'm gonna buy it and i kind of fell in love with it right away and then from there it was a question of reading up about bring the family and trying to find information about the other albums and, you know, I went from one to the next to the next. And then before I knew it, I was like this full blown fan, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned to you off air, like my sweet spot is. Bring the family stolen moments, slow turning, perfectly good guitar, which came a little bit later. And also yeah. don't forget about Little Village. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so that's like my sweet spot of John Hyatt, you know, and unfortunately, I haven't just kept up with all the new albums because he releases an album like every year or two. He's very prolific. And uh, I, I I agree with you. I, I have not spent as much time watching them as much as I have. And this is one of the things that I've loved about focusing on him yeah. is I've had a chance to you know, revisit some a really, you know, favorite um, releases and doing stuff um, coming up on the podcast in a time I've already recorded, but I don't know when I'll release it is Michael Elliott, the guy who wrote his biography. Oh, wow. He and I talked uh, about uh, Perfectly Good Guitar. Mm -hmm. so I love we, that album. Just, yeah, I did, too. He discussed that. And, uh, you know, I've got um a couple other people. I did have this great moment, Skip. Um, my friend Sam that I talk about a lot is um, he is he is probably, if not my best friend, definitely top three. Right. And he and I go to lunch every other week, even though we don't work together. And so he was saying and he's he's so cocky and he's so arrogant. And, and he goes, you know, he was in a band with Ry Cruder before he got famous. I went, no, 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 no. no, no. Let me explain. Ry Cruder was in his band. Yeah, there was an album <laughs> called Bring the Family yeah. that Ry Cruder was in among these other guys. And it was kind of the first album that kind of captured lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And then they tried to do a band. And for some reason, it just didn't click again. But right. they, oh. I said, I feel very happy that I was able to correct you on something. And he's like, yes, you should. So, right, right. Yeah. So um, uh, we're, we are talking about uh, Bring the Family. Mm -hmm. um, I think that most Hyatt um, fans or, you know, people who study John 
bring the family is a a dividing point. It is it's his version of Born to Run is that it it clicked everything he had been doing before. This is actually his eighth album. Uh, It was the first album to chart on the Billboard 200. Um, There are we're going to talk about some of the uh, songs on it. Um, I would think arguably have a little faith in me could be the most most played song and covered song from this album. And it was not released as a single. Right. Which is hilarious. So uh, how do we want to do this? Do you want to kind of go by take album by, uh, you know, track by track? You want to just kind of sure. pick a couple that you want to discuss or you? Well, tell me yeah. You yeah. I mean, I definitely picked a, a, a bunch of songs that are that I like the most. And are okay. sort of those songs that people know that the songs I, you're not sure. going to be surprised by them. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. think so. Um, you know, what's great about John, like just before we dig into the album, you know, you always like yeah. to ask, like, what drew you to him, you know, and, and, it, yeah. and I said, yeah, I liked it and everything. But like, he's an incredible songwriter in, in a in a his own personal way, like he writes about incredibly personal stuff as yeah. first of all, your episode with Betsy about the Stolen Moments album was absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so Betsy can directly relate to what he's trying to say in many of his songs, you know, sobriety and, yeah. you know, overcoming and just the, 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 the twists and turns of life, this stuff like that. And, and you don't have to identify it so personally to love the music. You like my, I don't know if you've heard me say this on my podcast, my podcast with Josh, when we talk about music, I, my golden rule is I hate to look up the meaning of lyrics of songs. Because I prefer whatever I think it means. <laughs> I prefer that sometimes. And sometimes you look up the actual meaning of a song and then you're like, oh, that's what it's about. Oh, God. You know, like, I don't I don't want to think about that. You know, I like what I I like what I thought it was about better, you know, yeah. or just like a, just a beautiful song with beautiful harmonies and lyrics that don't have to mean anything to, you, you know. Right. But but the, the beauty of John's music is the the songwriting the humor the 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 the, i don't know it's not just humor it's like wit or this like tongue-in-cheek type of lyrics that yeah you you can't hear with any other singer and i'm going to talk about a couple of those now i mean you mentioned them with betsy already a little bit but um you guys didn't stick to their stolen moments obviously well it's like um when we were talking uh, as i said when michael Elliot was on he talked about in Buffalo River home and the lyrics now there's only two things in life but I forget what they are right exactly (laughs) I mean what I mean what a great line but he has lines like that in so many songs you know yes and so like I texted you or I'm sorry texted you I mean I direct messaged you on Twitter early in the week saying I'm looking forward to this to our recording session on Thursday night and I said I'm going to have John Hyatt on just repeat yeah. the whole week. And that's what I did, right? That's what me too. I and have. and then I discovered like some songs that, you know, I mean, I know all the songs, but you kind of yeah. like, oh, this is like a bit of a hidden gem, you know, that I yeah, hadn't paid attention to. Or you just hear lyrics or sounds that you didn't hear before. And, you know, so 
Yeah. I mean, th- so the thing about Bring the Family is, like you said, it's a super group, right? It's, yeah. It's his, it's, fact, his bo- it's his born to run. Yeah, we but, should bring but, that up. There's John Hyatt doing acoustic guitar, vocals, piano. Ry Cruder doing electric guitar, harmony, sitar on Your Dad Did. Mm-hmm. Jim Keltner, who uh, was on drums and... Um, Nick Lowe. Yeah, and then Nick Lowe playing bass. Right. And uh, Jim, they said, is the leading session drummer in America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So these were the four that were doing this, and um, they did catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, All right. So let's let's kick it off. You, you, You pick a song, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I mean, the song starts, like, sometimes there's a song that will start an album. Yeah. And sets the tone for that album. Like you mentioned, it's his Thunder Road, right? Yeah. Born to Run starts with that song. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't want to compare it to Thunder Road, but I know what you're saying, though. But Memphis, in the meantime, to start the album, like the whole album has a sound. That's yes. that's what's brilliant about Bring the Family. And it's because of the band. It's because of the band. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the drummer and the bass. It's because of Nick Lowe and Jim Keltner. Yeah. It has this. Oompa, 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 rambling rhythm section, you know, and, yeah. and you hear it, you hear it like in many, many of the songs, right? Yeah. So the first time I heard Memphis in the meantime, you don't even have to listen to the lyrics. You don't even have to pay attention to whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's just the, the, the way it just goes right in your face. This is, this is going to be a wild ride. You're going to love this album. And this song represents everything about this album that, you need to know, right? It's like it's it's right it's right there all it's all right there for you to hear in the first song. So Skip, I don't want to overemphasize and and I'm sure my hardcore the the people who don't know John Hyatt and my bass audience that yeah. love Bruce are gonna think that we're being sacrilege, but <laughs> Thunder Road starts you, hey, get in the car, we're going on a journey. Yeah. And Memphis in the meantime is you know, I like country music. I like mandolins. But right now I need a Telecaster through a Vibro Lux turned up to 10. Yeah. You know, put the cow horns back on the Cadillac. Let's yeah, go. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if nothing else, we'll get a. And if you've ever been to Memphis, uh, you know, which I strongly recommend, it is a great city to visit. There is so much music history there are so many music museums. There's the Stack Museum. You know, there there is obviously Graceland. There is, you know, uh, Sun Records. But, you know, and, and the whole idea of, you know, and Rendezvous is a great rib place. Uh, <laughs> you I, know, yeah. And so, and it just this, I just need, you know, we need to get, I, I need to get down and dirty. I yeah. need some trumpet and saxophone. I yeah. need this rhythm and blues is just so beautiful. Yeah. It's tremendous opening of the, of the album, you know? Yeah. And um, so, I mean, that's definitely one of my favorites just because yeah. of the, the, how like in your face it is right from the start. And then yeah. you mentioned the other song with Betsy. I'm going to mention a few, but like yeah. your dad did. That's my favorite song on the album. That's oh. like, I mean, what a song. I mean, I discovered this in my 20s. I wasn't a dad. I wasn't married. Yeah. I was, a, mm-hmm. you know, young guy. <laughs> Didn't know anything about anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, over the years, it's when you listen to it now, it takes on a completely different meaning. You know, I don't want to get emotional, but like. Well, Skip, I'm going to right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I, 
you know, when this came out, um, you know, Linda and I had been married uh, only three years because we got married in 84 and we did not have crystal 89. Yeah. So there's no even thought. In fact, we had given serious thought to never having kids. Wow. You know, we just said, ah, I don't know if we're going to do this. And, but the whole idea of you Joe to work just to watch some jerk pick up the perks you were in line to get. Yeah. And the guy that hired you just got fired. Your job expired. They just ain't told you yet. So you go and buy a brand new set of wheels to show your family just how great you feel acting like a kid, just like your dad did. Right. How many of those, how many times do you put on a brave face for your family? Oh, all the time. Right. I mean, our kids are grownups now. Your, right. Yours is an adult. Uh, right. like mine are on their way. You know, my son's 21. My daughter's yeah. 19. Right. Um, and but, you know, when they're little, you know, it's like, yeah, they think their parents are invincible. You know, you yes. look at your parents in a different way. And then at some point when you're an adult, you realize your parents are just people. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, when you're in your twenties, you, you, you really think you're invincible. And then as you get yeah. older, you look at life in a different way. And, you know, like you said it, you said it with Betsy and I, I don't want to, I don't remember exactly what you said it was something like we have these blessings and these curses that are passed on to us by our parents. I don't know yes. if it's like something along those lines you said, right? right. Like, yeah, like every, every parent's going to say, I'm not going to be like my parents. I'm going to yeah. raise my kids different. I'm not yes. going to be how my parents are. Right. And then as you get older, you cannot hold it back. Like there's no winning that battle. You, it's you, impossible. You, you hear will. your, you hear your father's voice. You hear your oh, mother's Jesus. voice and Absolutely. you write, you go. Right? Look, uh, my dad passed away, Jesse in 2009. Yeah. Um, and not, I, it happens so often. It happens yeah. so often that like, I'll just like, we'll be doing something or whatever, any, any random thing. And I'll just say to my wife or I'll say to my kids, I'm like, you know, my dad used to say, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll give him a little quote, you know, yeah. or if we're at it, we're at a, we're going out for a fancy dinner. We're at a restaurant and we've just paid X amount of right. money for a fancy meal. And yeah. then we're on our way out and I'll tell my kids, go get a bunch of mints, go get a bunch of mints. <laughs> and they're yes. like, why? I'm like, that's my dad always says, we'll get them on the candies. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's yes. just stuff like that. It's just stuff like that. You know, those so, are, I did not mean it once, but uh, I did not know I was setting something in stone, but we were at a subway and, you know, we had ordered our sandwiches and they look and they go, do you want, you know, do you want it? Do you want to make a combo? Yeah. And I go, no. And I look at Chris and I say, we've got drinks and chips at the house right okay and so now that that is anytime we go out chris will go yeah we got drinks and chips at the house and you know what chris when you have your own family <laughs> exactly you know he's gonna say that so oh. i mean like i i compare this song to like it's like the circle of life you know it's yes it's just that's the way things are going to be but the humor the humor yeah. and and you didn't want to give away the punchline in no it wasn't the episode with betsy it was the episode that you recently reposted from 2018 about yeah. sean hyatt you didn't yeah. want to give away the punchline but i'm gonna give it away now. please right? do yes all hands 
all hands fold as the two-year-old says grace. She says, help the starving children to get well by let my brother's hamster burn in hell. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is an LOL moment encapsulated in a song, you know? It is and, perfect. Yeah. Every time I hear that lyric, and there's other lyrics that we're going to talk about, and then yeah. in Stolen Moments, there's their own lyrics, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that's what John Hyde's about. It's just about taking yeah. pleasure in living life in the moment and taking pleasure in all these little things. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of, a lot of what it is, you know? Yeah. And um, there is such a beauty to that. Yeah. Um, that it is this joy and this, this peace and a whole lot of love, right? Yeah. <laughs> quote yeah. John. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thing Called Love is probably the oh, yeah. song that, made him lots of money he jokes about that uh when you see him live that because of that redhead which is funny because bruce calls bonnie Raitt his second favorite redhead right? Uh, right uh you know but you know the reason he spent all three kids to college was she covered a thing called love I mean, and, a thing called love was so popular bonnie Raitt's version is so popular yeah. but when you listen when i listened to it this week yeah um like somehow when I listen to the Bonnie Raitt version, I never really like caught all the humor, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, but the way John sings it, you, it's a lot more tongue in cheek than hers version is, yeah. even though it's the same song and it's really yeah. like arranged the same way and everything. Right. You know, yeah. I ain't no porcupine. Take off your kid gloves. Like that's, yeah. that's classic John Hyatt right there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, then, and then you mentioned have a little faith in me. I mean, this is like, when I was listening to John Hyatt all week, so what, what happens is I work and I have my office in the basement and then five or six o'clock, I come upstairs. I'm the one that makes dinner, you know, like I'm the cook Okay. and, and it's by choice. Cause I love doing it. It's like yeah. my, it's like my therapy, right? So whatever I'm making for dinner that night, I put on music while I'm cooking. So this week it was John Hyatt and my wife knows the songs because this is the nineties is when we were dating and this is the music exactly. I listened to. And she right. knows it all. And she came with me to the only time I saw him in concert was in the perfectly good guitar tour. Okay. And, and she loved the concert, even though she right. didn't really know the songs. Right. So yeah. um, as we're, as I'm listening to the music and then of course have a little faith in me comes on. She's like, Oh, well this song, you know, like, I mean, she's heard it a million times. It, it's been in, it's been in like a million movies. Like it's, Oh, it, you know, Manny Moore did a great cover. A lot of people did a great cover. But I remember in um, the Studio 60 and uh, the uh, Aaron Sorkin show yeah. where they were their version of Saturday Night Live. Right. 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 And there is a um, there is a scene which kind of you don't know that uh, there's one of the characters um, is having a baby and it's not going well and the uh which um the bradley whitford is yeah. the husband right or the boyfriend of the person who's having the baby and one of his first famous roles was in er and his wife died oh god uh, of this thing that this character in studio 60s having right so uh matthew perry is a um very devout atheist and i remember this show yeah I remember right this show. A lot this episode, scene, but this yeah. Show, yeah and there is at the end they start 
um, playing have a little faith in me. Yeah. It's and Mary and, and yeah. And Matthew Perry looks up and says, I don't believe in you, but if you're there, show me something. Right. And it's right. such a powerful moment. But that's why the beauty of this song is then it's yeah. what I told you that I don't want to know what it's actually about. And I kind of do. So I don't yeah. really want to think right. about that because this could be a love song. This could be this could be this song could be whatever yeah. you need it to be for yeah. you. And it's so beautiful. Honestly, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a like the only reason why, like, I skipped it sometimes this week when I was listening to it yeah. is because that's the song I know the most. It's the song I've listened right. to the most. Yes. And, you know, and sometimes you just want to hear some new stuff. Well, right? I did the same thing, right? Like I was tempted, like I have heard, like if I'm just skipping, yeah, I, I never skip like your dad did. Right. Oh, never. And so I'm like, maybe I should skip this this time to give a couple of these other songs some play yeah. since we're going to yeah. talk about it. But you know, when your back's against the wall, just turn oh. around and you will see. I'll be there. I'll be there to catch your fall. So I have a little faith in me. I mean, the whole song is just so beautiful. It is. Honestly. And uh, I told the story when we talked to Betsy. And so I apologize for repeating it. But we were we were a really tough time in Dallas. I had been laid off. I didn't think I was going to be able to find a job. I was throwing the newspaper to make extra money. And we went and saw John by himself and he played that song. And I just started having tears Yeah, because, you know, you, you've got your wife and you're like, I'm, I'm have a little faith in me. I'm going to be, you, you have trusted me to be your partner in this companion, this journey. And just, keep believing in me. I know we're going to turn this around. Right. And it's just, I get, I can get teary just talking about it right now. You know, it is just amazing. Absolutely. Um, So I wrote down the other songs that I really like. I don't have as much to say about them, but I really, yeah, I really like thank you girl. It's a tremendous. Oh, me too. Lipstick sunset is beautiful. Yes. Um, Alone in the dark. Look, I got the CD right here. Yeah. I love it. The photography on the CD, I, I when I, t- I I pulled out all my John Hyatt CDs this week, right? Yay. It, it's fun to look at CDs. Like, we don't do that anymore. We don't, the, do we? The liner notes. The book yeah. is so beautiful. There's a picture on the inside, w- again, with drinking the coffee, which is goes with the back cover. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are the, the other songs that I really like. There's not a bad song on this album. Like no, there really I is not. Head to um, t- well, there's only 10 songs, right? Right. It's, it's, it's very succinct. Quick. Yes. Yeah. I learning how to love you. I, I also oh, agree. Another great yeah. song. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is um, really amazing. It, it, it set him up for future success. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I really, well, I mean, you know, the whole story of the, this album, like after he got dropped by his record company, John Hyatt's had a long, long career, right? But like yeah. the early years, he was like a kind of alt pop star, right? Like yeah. you, you talked about, like he was compared to Elvis Costello, you know? Yeah. And then he didn't have any commercial su- success. So they dropped him and he thought, that's it. My career's over. And then um, some guy in England who owned a record store convinced him to like record yeah. and hooked them up with the super band and they recorded it in four days. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I read the story, like they didn't even, they shared a hotel room while they were recording because they didn't even have any money to, 
to stay on their own room, stay in their own yeah. rooms, you know, like, yeah. and yeah, this, this album set him up with AM records to mm-hmm. continue recording them until this day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, um, it, it really amazing. I absolutely agree. Um, this is one of those, this is a CD you need in your collection. Yeah. This is one that needs to be in a rotation. Yeah. Uh, really, really uh, well done. Um, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I bought Stolen Moments first, but that was yeah. just by accident. But right. and you, I know we, we I know we already compared it to Born to Run, which is ridiculous, but whatever. Yeah. It, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And but but it's also in, in a way how you always say Born in the USA is the gateway. Yes. This is this is the gateway to John Hyde in a different way, you know, because it is his best album. But it's also like if you want it, it's funny because I was thinking about how to speak about John Hyatt on your show, because every guest you have is passionate about Springsteen and right. every listener is passionate about Springsteen. Yes. And we all know all the versions and we all know all the songs and we know Prove It All Night 78, uh, Jungle Land, 80, yeah. you know, everybody knows yeah. all the all the the inside info, you know, like we know all yeah. the secrets. And now you have people listening and they're like, there's people going to be like, who's John Hyatt? Right. <laughs> right. So so um, I would say for those who want to be initiated into the world of John Hyatt, bring the family is the album to start with. I absolutely agree. All right. Um, perfect. Uh, I was going to ask you final thoughts, but you just did great. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, if someone you wants asked to, me reach- to, you asked me to make, give it a rating with a funny. Oh funny yes, that's rating. right. Yes. So, so I would, I would give it nine out of 10 hamsters. All right. And I would give it nine <laughs> out of 10 uh, bowls of oatmeal. Bowls of oatmeal. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely great. Yeah. All right. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, tell us uh, how they can hear your incredibly sure. entertaining podcast oh, thank and you. how to reach you on social media. Sure. So the Skip and Josh podcast, we've been doing it for five years, more than 250 episodes. Um, like I didn't talk about this at the beginning, but um, we started off as a sports podcast every week talking about the week of sports or every two weeks. And then the pandemic changed that <laughs> and there was no sports. So we changed our format and we never stopped. So now we do uh, our favorite topic of the week, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, what are the most recent episodes, most hated for sports franchises, uh, most rewatchable movies, favorite albums of the eighties. We did an favorite episode of quotes from love. Actually, you want to <laughs> well, talk a very narrow episode. And yeah. I loved that episode. I was sending my quotes and it just, you know, I think what we'll do is I'll just repost that episode at Christmas again, every yeah. Christmas. Right. I know it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, no, like you, we, we did an episode, you know, the, our most recent episode is all about the show Ozark for yes. those who, who who are fans of that show so you know it's a wide variety i mean we we're still most passionate about sports so we always tend to come back to sports but the beauty is you know you can listen to one episode you don't have to listen to the next one or you can decide which one you want to listen to and uh so yeah i'm skip i'm in montreal my co-host is josh he's in toronto um uh, so you can get us on skipandjosh.com on twitter at skipandjosh facebook um our email skipandjoshshow at gmail.com However, all the yeah. all the normal ways, you know. Yeah. By the way, I tell your story to a couple. Of, I've I've had other podcasters on the 
podcast and I um, and they'll they'll tell the story about how they started and over half of them are your story. Oh, yeah. We were talking anyway and we said, you know, we might as well record this. Exactly. Because we're going to keep talking and we might as well just throw that out there. There is a conversation that we had. Okay. I don't know if you listened to our episode that we did in Las Vegas. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So you could take this out of the podcast. No, no, no. Okay. We were with our group of friends, right? Me and Josh and three other guys. And we're all from different places. One guy lives in Pittsburgh. One guy lives Atlanta in Atlanta. Two are in Montreal. Josh is in Toronto. And we all converged in Las Vegas. And we had a weekend together. We're out for dinner at a restaurant. And our friend Sean just starts talking. I don't even want to get into it now. But like he just starts talking about something specific about hockey. And we had the most heated debate at the table <laughs> among the five of us. <laughs> the waitress... <laughs> was scared to come over and ask, do you need anything, the check? We were the only ones left in the restaurant. It was so heated. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and those are the kind of things that me and Josh used to have on the phone, these incredible conversations. Yeah. And we were like, you know, why don't we record this and let people hear our opinions about this random stuff? So that's, that's awesome. That's how it started. You know, that's great. All right. Uh, listeners, go check out John Hyatt, Bring the Family. Let me know what you think. Let uh, please skip, uh, check out Skip and Josh. They are so funny. Um, you know, you can go through their risk and just pick a couple episodes, the topic you like. And uh, it, it, they are great guys. Uh, and yes, they were nice enough. We did a crossover where we picked our favorite covers and we had a blast. So uh, sounds great. All right. Go talk to your family doctor, get boosted, get vaccinated, and let's be kind to each other because that's how we'll get through this. Skip, thank you. Hey, we had so much fun. Let's do this again, and we'll talk about another album, okay? Let's do it. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. This podcast would not be possible without the support and friendship of my Patreon backers. I want to thank Rob Burnett, Mary Thomas, John Munson, Terry Smith, Bella Pori, Crystal Carroll, Dale Hosick, Andrew Goddard, Stephen Malio, Anna Lynn, Betsy Hodges, Randy Brown, Chris Bloom, and Steve Rogers. I appreciate you so much, and I hope to see you all at a show sometime soon. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now, who does? You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review.
The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.